Hi, I'm Damon Frank, and you're listening to The Recovered Life Show. Every week, we bring you a recovered life discussion about creating your weekly sober game plan and strategies on how to live your best recovered life. Remember, addiction is a life-threatening condition, and the information in this discussion is provided as a resource only and is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. This is not a substitute when professional diagnosis or treatment is needed. Now, let's jump into the discussion. I'd like to welcome everybody to Recovered Life Discussions. Let's plan our sober week. Every week we get together with the Recovered Life community and we plan our sober week, what we're going to do this week in sobriety, what we're working on, what happened over the weekend. We just kind of catch up as a community and have a conversation. I'm joined with recovery coach and my co-host of the Recovered Life show, Christina Dennis. Welcome, Christina. I know you had a fun-filled and jam-packed weekend. I did. I did a lot of travel, went to Tucson um, on Friday and got back about five hours later than was expected to yesterday. So playing catch up. Talk about serenity. If anybody has done air travel in the past Mm. year, you know, you have to be fully recovered and on top of your game to deal with uh, all of that. Right. I mean, it's quite a big uh, traveling now is not as easy as it was pre pandemic. No. No. And uh, this trip was no, no exception to that starting with, you know, you know, you ever arrive someplace and the marketing materials um, are about 20 years old. <laughs> you see where you've picked the room that you're going to stay in and you're like, wow, this does not look like it did in the brochure. Uh, that was kind of our experience. Um, you know, it was, it was fun filled though. A lot of family, my husband's aunt, uh, was celebrating her 30 year wedding anniversary. And so everybody came and it was, it was quite lovely. You know, these people, I mean, a, a party for sure, but not any of the kind of parties that I used to attend. You know, this is one where everybody kind of drinks normally and hugs and catches up and is just happy to be there. And so that, that made it to be a lovely weekend. Um, but on the way back, we had almost a four-hour delay. I could have driven home from Phoenix in the time that I sat in the airport. And my husband had lost his cell phone. So No. Was, uh, yes. But, you know, Tucson Airport isn't like LAX because when I called the phone, they picked up right away, um, called back, uh, and let us know they'd be mailing out the phone today. And so he's going through withdrawals. Um, wow. But once we found the phone, we knew like there wasn't much you could do about it. And I was just thinking about about all of that um, and how much how much uh, being embracing this these lessons that I've learned in sobriety helped over the weekend with the personalities and, and being of service and being one of many and you know not having to uh run the show just showing up whenever i was asked to show up um, and being open and then you know except did a big old gratitude list the first day when we checked in you know rather than think oh we got screwed look at this this is a terrible place that we have to stay and you know instead looked like all my needs are being met i am with my lovely husband uh, I have, you know, a decent room. There's no, you know, just kind of dialed back my expectations. And then when he lost his phone, I, I practiced my codependency recovery um, to the to the top level, recognizing that it was happening to him, not me. And um, even if we had to replace the phone, we'd be okay. So overall. Like I said, I got home about five hours later than I thought I would, but I'm just really grateful. Grateful for my sobriety, grateful that I could travel Mother's Day weekend and celebrate some lovely people and not have to make it about me. So 
I'm happy to be back though. It's nice to live somewhere. Um, it's nice to go away, but it's also really nice to come back home. Absolutely. It is. You know, I think, uh, you know, you said so many great recovery things there, and we're going to dive into that just to reset the room and to let people know kind of what we're doing with this recovered life discussion and some of the ground rules and some of the stuff that we ask of you, uh, during our time together here. Um, this is a discussion all about planning our sober week, uh, about how we get on track, what we're working on. And, you know, Christina and I firmly believe that no matter how much time you have, whether you have, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, or you have a day, or you're trying to get a day, kind of knowing what you need to work on in your recovery is essential for you living your best recovered life, for all of us living our best recovered life. So we get together and we discuss that. Uh, this isn't a Christina and I room, it's an us room. Everybody comes up that wants to share and shares about what they're working on, what maybe some of the struggles have been over the last couple of weeks and what you're working on this week and how you do it, right? The only thing that we ask is that you use your first name. This is recorded um, and it's replayed. So we just ask for people to use their first name, except for Christina and I, you could use any name you want with us. And also just be loving and kind. That's really just the game rules. Like if you're talking about somebody else or you're addressing somebody else's issue, please just be loving and kind. That's it for Recovered Life uh, uh, ground rules for the Recovered Life discussion. You know, Christina, um, I was, uh, I, for me, I just want to share about for me real quick as people start to come up to the group and start to share, I am really focusing on kind of getting back to basics for me. I feel like I've been a little all over the place with my recovery, and that's not good or bad. I'm taking the judgment out of it, but I feel like I need to get back to some very basic building blocks of my recovery. Do you ever feel like that? All the time, all the time. I mean, I'm I mean, I feel blessed that I work in recovery. So I have this really good reminder every day when I'm sharing a technique with somebody or giving somebody kind of direction that I'm also doing it in, in my, in my life. But, uh, I, I know like much quicker, I recognize the feelings and the tendencies, you know, the tendency to panic come up when I'm not back to the basics and I'm not working on um, a program or something that is, you know, bringing me closer to being the person that I want to be. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Uh, I think that when I first became sober, I thought, oh, I can't wait till the day shows up that I don't have to think about all these things. But that hasn't been the case for me. Um, I, I really enjoy uh, what the program has taught me and the people that I meet in it. And it's just become, it's become a way of life to save me. You know, it really is. Um, I, see, I think a little opposite of you with this. And I, I have a good buddy no. uh, named David. I do. I'm I shocked. Do. I'm always the contrarian with you. Um, I have a, a buddy, David, who is very, very involved in addiction and recovery and runs foundations and all kinds of stuff. And he told me, I said, you know, do you ever just get burned out of that? Because you're doing this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And he said, you know, he goes, when I'm working with other people, that's their recovery. That's not working on me. And I need, he goes, even to this day, I carve out time for myself to work on my recovery. Right. And I think that's a very important okay. thing. And yeah, it was very good. He goes, because, you know, the thing is with people that work in recovery or around people in recovery a lot, a lot of times they get burnt out and they conflate their recovery, you know, helping somebody work, let's just say a 12 step group or coaching somebody uh, through a family crisis or dealing with somebody trying to get sober. Right. That is their recovery. That's their path. That's not my path. I have my own things that I'm working on. And that's why I love this particular discussion because we talk about like what we're doing this week and what we're focusing on to try to have a better recovery for ourselves. So for me, it's really about getting back to basics. And what that means for me is, look, I'm 
you know, I have certain groups that I belong to. I'm trying to kind of try some new things with 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 uh, with 12 step groups, try some new communities out and to try that. I'm also taking some time out to work on a meditation practice this week. And for me, I think the biggest thing is when I find that I'm off course, it's usually that I don't have a one on one connection. That's usually the problem, right? Is that I've somehow faded away, Christina, from one on one connection with, with other alcoholics. Oh. Yeah. With other alcoholics. Yeah. yeah. And so totally. for me, like for me, this week is really about reaching out to people who are friends that are in recovery, people that I have relationships, people who know me well, right? And just connecting with them, whether I make a lunch plan to go to lunch with them a couple weeks from now, or whether it's just a conversation on the phone, listening to them and finding out how they're doing. For me, I always notice that my recovery game plan is not on track unless I have a version of that connection in there. Agreed. Agreed. It's very important that one person know what's going on in my life um, entirely so that if I do fall off, um, if I, I stop showing up. If I have a crisis, I know one person to call who is really clear uh, on the details of what's going on in my life so that I have that, um, that person ready. And, and they know what's going on and I don't have to start from scratch and it allows me to just stay super current. So they can say, well, wait a minute, you told me last week this was happening. <laughs> if I seem to think like everything is wrong and everything is going bad and I'm never happy and nothing ever happens for me, they can kind of gently point out to me, no, no, you actually have had, you know, a good couple of weeks. Or they can say, well, let's look at the amount of stress that you're under and they know the truth. And I was taught that very early on. So you need to have at least one person who knows the truth, the 100% of the truth, so that they can um, call you out when you need to be called out and also support you in a heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. I think that is so important because, you know, I hear stories all the time. You know, when you hear this through coaching, it's like, oh, I've been in therapy for a year. And I said, well, what does your therapist say about this excessive drinking? And they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, I haven't told them that I excessively drink, right? Like, so it's a select sharing with people that can get us into trouble yes. as alcoholics, right? And as codependents, you know, the interesting thing, I heard somebody say a long time ago, I'd love to take credit for this, but I can't. And I can't remember who told me this, but they said, you know, Damon, they said uh, alcoholism and codependency and addiction recovery is different than other things. He said, if I had a car and it always broke down, I wouldn't go to my brother or my uncle who knows nothing about cars and ask them to fix it. And he goes, but alcoholics, people who have problem drinking, go to other people who have had problems drinking in order to fix it. And it doesn't make any sense on face value, right? Like, why would I go to somebody else who's struggling to fix a car to have my car fixed, right? But there's something that happens between the connection between people that are in recovery that doesn't happen in, I would just say, the general world. I mean, wouldn't you say that, Christina? There's something special that Absolutely. happens with the connection between people that are in recovery. Absolutely, it, it really is. And, and I've heard that before too. Well, why, why do you go there? Or why do you keep going back to those meetings? And you know, I, everybody was so kind last week. I celebrated 25 years on Friday. And it, it is because of the people. Um, it is because they know what I've been through. They know, they know me, they know me at my worst. They know the thoughts that are going on in my head and can, you know, well, do love me anyway. And, and sometimes love me because I'm a little crazy or a little sensitive. So I think it's really, really important. Um, just this app has been amazing, the connections that I've made. And in the recovered life specifically, 
I've developed true, true friendships. And I know what's going on in their lives. And that's an honor, you know, to, to be included. So I hope absolutely uh, people will come up. We'll absolutely. I've sent out invites. some invitations to for people to come up. And uh, yeah, how was, by the way, uh, we did the live show on Friday. How was your 25 years, by the way? I have to I have to ask you because we had a lot of comments in the community about that. And everybody was celebrating you. It was very exciting. How, how was that? You know, I got a phone call right when you were asking me, you were asking me how my birthday was? Yes. How was your yes. anniversary? Yes. It was lovely. It was lovely. I traveled. Um, I traveled all to the day and, and got to the, you know, um, got to the destination of Tucson. And it was just amazing. The wishes, you know, both on social media and through my phone. And I mean, they happened all weekend. On Monday when I returned, there was, or Sunday when I returned, there was an amazing bouquet celebrating, you know, myself and uh, from people that have been in program with me. And just, it's, it really, I was truly blessed and I felt really loved and could see, you know, that, um, that 25 years is a big deal. And I yeah, it is a able big deal. to allow it too and to to really look toward and say wow this is this is what i've been doing for a long time and people feel blessed by it and i know i'm blessed so i have to tell you it was it was truly lovely um well, I don't we're all celebrating celebrate. your success this is a, it <laughs> i was don't such always a, do it though so i, I know i know so and that's glad the whole i did thing is taking some time out to be able to celebrate yourself is a yes. great thing you know and we yes. learn that in recovery we really do Totally, totally. Well, Thank you. we've got some people here that have joined the group that would like to kind of share about their sober week and what they're doing. So we're going to start going out to everyone uh, now to discuss. Uh, if you do come up, please unmic until we call you. That'd be great. Thank you. And, um, you know, we want to hear about your sober week. What do you have planned? What's going on? Uh, what are you working on? What are you struggling with? What has been some success, too, that you've had? I know we've had a lot of people that have come to the space every week to check in, and we're so glad that you're here. Um, Christina, why don't we go to Alice? Welcome, Alice. Good to see you here. Hey, How's your good sober to see. week going? Oh, it's Robin. Hello. Uh, hello, sweet girl. How are you doing? Congratulations you. on your 25 years. I am hanging in there. Um, it's, uh, yeah, my life has been uh, turned upside down one more time, and it's a good turn upside down. Um, the universe has got my back and is, is somewhat kicking me a little in the patootie, but you know what? It is happening. Um, the house is getting cleaned out. Um, I am going to end up staying in Virginia uh, for another week. Uh, I was going to head back to Tennessee either tomorrow or Wednesday. And um, my sweet son and daughter-in-law, I called them and talked to them about this. And they're like, stay, get it done. Do what you need to do. We got this. And, you know, I'm just trusting that that's all going to be fine. Um, and so uh, I have had some real challenges um, with um, sort of the... Um, the not that I wanted to drink, but it just kind of kept creeping up. Like, you know, you've had a busy day, man, you packed 30 boxes. Wow. You need, you know, you need to celebrate. Uh, and thank goodness, you know, I have to get to the door and get to my car or walk to the, you know, two blocks to the convenience store before I could put my hands on a bottle of wine. And, you know, I always stop because I know that's not the answer. I know that's not going to make me feel better. I know that's going to make me less productive. Looks like uh, we might have lost Alice there for a second. Yeah. Are you back with us? I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. I got a call. I, I got rid of it, though. Um, yeah, so, you know, I know that I'm not going to do that because I would not be doing what I'm doing. My life would not look like it, it's looking for the future, um, you know, if I were not sober. So um, 
so the argument does not last long. It's fleeting and it's, you know, um, but sometimes it's really tough when you're exhausted and you're emotional and you're going through, you know, 40 years of memories and packing up a house of 25 years. Um, you know, it can get pretty damn daunting. And, uh, but I have people like you, Christy, to reach out to and many others. And, you know, everybody's been there for me. My friends here have shown up um, and helped me. Um, and as I said, the universe has got my back. The universe has brought me two amazing people um, who I'd never met before, but who did work in my house while I was away and painting and whatnot, but are also just amazing people that I can hire to help me, but you know, they've just been given to me as a gift. Um, so I am this morning, um, afternoon here in Virginia, I am full of gratitude for what I've been given. I'm full of gratitude that I get to, I get to choose to start this new life and, you know, I'm going to be going into it Ironically, it looks like my house will be going on the market, amazingly, July 1st. And Whoa. it just occurred to me that it will be July 1st because that will be my three-year anniversary sober. So, Amazing. wow, there's another kicker from the universe. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's happening, Christy. We need to talk, girlfriend. Um, but, um, yeah. So uh, it's all good. And, um, you know, I haven't been able to come on because I've had people in my house and or I've been taking care of kids or, um, you know, but um, today I took the day off. Um, I've been going at it since last Saturday or last Sunday pretty hard. Um, and so I am treating myself. I've had a facial this morning and I'm going for a chiropractic appointment and a 90 minute massage. And I am taking care of Alice today and just being very full of gratitude for everything falling into place and everything coming together. I know they're going to be bumps. I know they're going to be some, you know, missteps here and there, but um, right now things are, you know, going ka-chunk, 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 and I'm going right there with them. So that is my share today. And it's so good to be back with all of you. And I, I, you know, I can't say I'll be able to be back consistently until this sort of this week is over. And I'm, you know, hopefully on my way back to Tennessee and, um, yeah. So anyway, it's happening. So good to, good to hear all of you and to be here. Thank you, Alice. It's so good to hear your voice. And I'm really, really glad that you came up and shared. Uh, I've, I've known you almost the entire time that you've become sober and to see the gifts happen in people's lives. I mean, that's, that's the reason we show up so that we can see, wow, this person made one decision and her entire life is different three years later. Like everything is different. And uh, it's because you do show up for other people and you do practice what you preach. And I love the self-care bit. Um, I, it took me several years into my recovery to recognize that I had to take those breaks when they showed up, but I am never surprised when I hear about the gifts that happen, you know, the, the, the turnaround uh, in people's lives and these doors that open up when we take our sobriety seriously and, you know, begin to work on those things. So congratulations. Um, and I'll be around celebrating your three years with you. Congratulations, Alice. That is an amazing accomplishment. And, uh, Good luck on your move. Uh, you know, Christina, you said something that was interesting. Like, I think a lot of people decide that they're going to try sobriety because they feel backed into a corner, that nothing's changed. It's the same. So one of the things that I know for sure is that if you want your life to change, get sober. Wouldn't you say that? Like, 
there's going to be some changes. Um, and so much I, I hear about, I know for me experiencing change is that I don't want, you know, I love change and I hate change all at the same time. I want to have a system that works forever. But then once I have a system that I feel works forever, I get bored with it. Right. So this is this is the thing about alcoholism <laughs> that's so crazy. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. Like, no, nope. I know I'm not the only one. Right. So it's 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 interesting, like the amount of rapid change we have. I think people that are in recovery have changed much quicker than people that don't, because I think that we also realize that after a couple of weeks of getting sober is that we have to have radical acceptance of ourselves and we're going to have to be able to let go because we're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. Right. So, so this ability, this ability to be able to do this is, is, is really helpful is if you want to create massive change. That's why I think there's so many successful people that are in recovery. So, so true. So let's go to Kathy. Always good to see you, Kathy. How are you? How is your sober week going so far? So far, it's going okay. But to get through the rest of the week, I will be, to quote the Beatles, getting by with a little help from my friends. Um, uh, congratulations to uh, you on your happy anniversary, Damon and Christina, 25 years. Wow. Um, and yeah, I'm looking at the people around me, uh, the voices I hear when I come onto this app, um, because my sobriety has been threatened a little lately. So I will be drawing on the inspiration I have from some of the strong people I know on here. This week, my mantra is going to be when challenges face me, I'm going to think of the super strong people I know. I'm going to be saying, what would Chelsea do? I'm going to be saying, what would Laura do? What would Alice do? What would Christina do? No disrespect to anyone else, but I, I won't mention everybody. Um, and I'm going to be taking taking lessons from my friendships, taking, yeah, lessons learned from the friendships that I've, I've had in here and some of the inspiring people. Because um, right now I'm the weak link in the chain. And I'm happy to say that that's not a cry for help. That's not a kind of false modesty or anything like that. But right now I'm, I'm the weak link and I, I need to, I need to use my links to pull myself up. Um, so that's what I'll be doing with my sober week. I will be uh, attempting to complete getting my mojo back. I'm part of the way there, but not completely. And prepare myself for a business trip I have coming up next week, uh, which I am excited and nervous about. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. So um, a lot of people in this room are an inspiration to me. Um, and I will be channeling your strength this week. So if anybody feels a bit faint, my apologies. It's, it's the universe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my sober week. Thank you. Ooh, I love the idea of the business trip, and uh, I I totally agree with you, Kathy. Um, the people that are in this in this discussion and the people that I've met, I often think, well, what would they do? Many many times when something shows up that is struggling, and I have to say, um, both you and Alice share, have shared about the moments that the drink has called more to you. And I really love that because it's part of the deal and it, it's an exact piece of, I mean, right there is the example of how we grow together and get healthy together and accept ourselves completely. And although I was laughing when Damon was saying he, he gets bored, I too can be that kind of person. And just having this discussion on a Monday morning helps me get right back to that place where I'm like, oh yeah, I have to take care of me. And it allows me to walk a little taller and feel, feel like I belong. So thank you for coming up and sharing. Yeah, can that I, was I, so right. Sorry, David, can Go I ahead, just, add, just, just when Christina was speaking then, I've had four private messages from people saying, I've got your back. Isn't isn't that a lovely community to be part of? How lucky am I? 
Absolutely, Kathy. I mean, I think what you're sharing is what everybody feels at one point or another. I know I felt it. And, you know, Christina, I wanted to mention something that you spoke about. And this whole idea of cravings, right? Um, th there's, I think, a big misinterpretation in the recovery world, in my opinion. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about this, about cravings. That somehow if you have a craving, or if you think about drinking, or if you think about acting out for codependency, right, which we talked about on the Recovered Life show last week, that somehow you're not doing it right, that somehow something's wrong, that that's a sign that you're not doing it correctly. And I'm going to tell you, I think that although a lot of people agree with that statement that they feel like, hey, that's you're not something's not right. I find that not to be the case. Sometimes it can be an indicator that actions that you're doing aren't right. Like I've had that where I've maybe put myself around people or situations that weren't right to me that kind of challenged my drinking, which would bring up a craving. But many times, and I, and I, and I want to tell you this, Kathy, because, you know, with somebody who's got almost three decades of recovery, I, I'm going to tell you that I have had cravings that have come out of nowhere when I have been working a program and a recovery plan really hardcore. And I would then beat myself up to say, why am I having these thoughts? Why am I having these cravings? And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tell you that somebody said something to me that made so much sense and it was so simple. Like most things in recovery that I really get are very simple, right? And, and they said to me, they go, of course you're an alcoholic. That's what alcoholics do. It's not something you could be finished and be done with. That's what al alcoholics have, alcoholic cravings. That's what makes them an alcoholic. <laughs> and it, I was like, oh my God, it was so simple. And what it allowed me to do was to kind of lay off myself, to take the club and the, the, the gun and the bat and not beat myself up so much, is to understand, oh, I'm having these feelings it could be biological, it could be the sugar intake that I've got, it could be that I'm not doing enough self-care, or it could just be that it's happening. And what does it mean? Sometimes it means absolutely nothing. What's the most important part? That I'm aware of it. That's it. There's just no more complexity to that, right? And that, that allowed me to cut myself a friggin' break. I mean, Christina, you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It allowed me to cut myself a break because I remember like 20 something years of recovery. I was about 18 years in. All of a sudden I had these massive, right? Now, was it a sign of something? It was. I needed to do certain things in my life. But then afterward I did those things, it came back a little bit. Then it went away for five or six years, right? And I needed to cut myself a break. Stop being so hard on myself. Look, I saw where the danger signs were. It registered. I reached out to somebody and I talked about it. I don't need to beat myself up for it. What was wrong? Maybe nothing. I'm just an alcoholic. That's what happens to alcoholics. I agree 100%. It's um, sometimes it means that we need to double down on our program and do something. And other times it means that we need to be aware that the danger is still out there. And um, I've not only had drunk dreams, uh, I've worked with people who've had them and stating it and taking it a little further and, and, and beating ourselves up about it, I don't believe helps. I believe that what, what I saw today and what I've seen today is talking about it and letting people know where we are. That's, that's the, the right way to handle it and move forward. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'll say this, I've had years where there wasn't a craving to be found. And then I've had moments where it was easy to think about it. You know, at a comedy club about a month ago, somebody was uh, drinking a beer right next to me. And I thought about it for a few seconds and, you know, entertained it. But I was with somebody who's also sober and it went away. And I was able to be like, oh, yeah, of course you think that way. You know, of course. You know, for a long time it worked until it didn't work. Well, look. So being able to play the video all the way through and remember helps. 
we have an unnatural relationship with alcohol. It's a warped relationship with alcohol. Getting sober does not change that relationship with alcohol. This is the thing that I think that's a big misunderstanding with alcoholism and recovery. They think that, okay, well, I'm going to recover. I'm going to get a couple of years. I'm going to change my life. And my relationship with alcohol is going to be different. I will just tell you, as somebody who's been sober a long time, my relationship with alcohol has not changed. When I think about alcohol, alcohol and drinking, I think about abusing alcohol. I don't think about having a glass of Chardonnay and watching the sunset. I think about locking myself in with a case of Jim Beam. This, is, this, this will never change. Now, I understand that when I look at that, that that's not a normal relationship with alcohol. And I don't want to do that. And I've made different, cha I've made different choices. And I understand that's a warped view. But that warped view at its core has never really changed. My perception about the warped view and what that means and the choices I have taken have changed. But I'm always going to have an un an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, whether I'm drinking or not. Does that make sense, Christina? Like, and I think that people think that all of a sudden they're going to be, that, that they're going to get sober and that, wow, that's going to go away. It, in my case, I, I don't, I don't believe it ever has. And a lot of people that almost everybody that I've met that's an alcoholic, it, it hasn't, they might fool themselves that it has. And that's when they end up drinking is when they said it's all changed. It was a fad. It was just a time in my life where I drank too much. It'll be different now. Wow. Chelsea, good morning. I guess it's good afternoon where you are, right? Oh, yeah. It's almost lunchtime. Yay. <laughs> oh, so this week in recovery, well, you know what's really weird is that I just had a drinking dream, but I mean, I just kind of laughed it off because it was like, I was drinking with the Jersey Shore people for some reason. I was like on the Jersey Shore and I was drinking with them in like Las Vegas. So I kind of just laughed it off. Um, but that's funny like it's that you just talked about it because I just had one of those dreams and it's been a really long time. But yeah, I just figured that's going to happen. Um, and um, I've been kind of in a funk um kind of depressed and i've kind of just chalked it up to my bipolar um i haven't really like you know i wasn't digging into it too much um because i know it's gonna pass um and i kind of dug more like i um i still have my service commitments um i opened the doors for a meeting on tuesday nights and thursday nights and um I still have my, my biweekly phone call with my sponsor and, um, you know, there's just like certain things that I, that I make sure that I do. Um, I didn't skip my women's book study, um, last night, no matter how much I wanted to, because I was sleeping all day. Um, but I got out of bed, I showered and I went, um, it's an Emmett Fox book study, um, on the golden key. And, um, and his essays and stuff. And I like, um, I don't know, it was really important to me to, to make my commitments, um, no matter how, um, like bad I was feeling just because I know, um, I'd probably feel worse. It would make me feel worse if I missed my commitments. Um, and then I got asked to speak, um, at my home group this month. Like I got asked to speak yesterday and I wanted to say no so badly, but like I was trained to not say no, um, you know, cause I, I work the 12 steps of AA and like one of the things is like when the hand of AA reaches out, like you don't like, you know, you don't say no. So I said yes to it. Um, and I feel a little bit better today. Like I feel like each day I'm getting like, I feel a little better. Um, like as Kathy says, like I get my mojo back. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I, um, I definitely didn't dig. I think what helped this go around with this little bout of depression is I didn't dig too deeply 
into it as far as like why I was feeling depressed because I, I literally just chalked it up to my bipolar. I was like, this is probably just a wave. Um, I'm probably going to get past it because I've gotten past, you know, my depression waves before. Um, and I just kept chucking ahead um, and doing all my meetings, including my clubhouse meetings. And um, yeah, Sunday morning I do like, you know, I do a room in the co-occurring disorder um, clubhouse and I woke up and I did not want to do it, but like I still did it and I felt so much better afterwards, um, you know, with, with hearing from my people and we set intentions and like, I just felt a lot better. So I feel like I just kind of, it's like, I have to force myself to get my feet moving uh, sometimes and it's getting me through my depression. I feel a little better each day and yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to be here <laughs> and, and to rehear that those drinking dreams are normal because like I just had one and, and like, I wasn't, I think because of like the situation, because it was like Jersey shore people like Mike, the situation and like Ronnie and all these people <laughs> from the Jersey shore, like I kind of just laughed about it. Um, but normally I think I would have dug really far into it. Cause normally like in those drinking dreams, it's after the fact, like I know that I've drank, but I don't usually see myself drink. Um, so it was a lot different in this dream, but yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm getting better. So that's yeah. my share. Thank you, Chelsea. Thanks for sharing so openly. And honestly, it's, um, yeah, we have those moments. And I love that you said about doing it anyway. Um, taking care of yourself, sharing, um, understanding, you know, that, that there are depressive moments and not having to dig deep in there. That was a really great share. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and transition to Kat. Hi. Hi. Morning, everyone. Um, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Christina. Hi. So good to be here. And um, yeah, the consistency and holding down the fort, like, so awesome. I need to be here. Um, I have not participated too much in my recovery lately, um, and this is such, like, a good time to kind of reflect and be like, where am I at? So thank you. Um, so important. Um, I, the last uh, few months, you know, I, I just, like, I've gone to a point where I just have to laugh you know, that saying, when it rains, it pours, like, that's totally been where, like, <laughs> um, my puppy got sick a couple months ago, and almost died, and then, um, I was going through some relationship stuff, and then I, um, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get back into the world, and go to my in-person meetings, and, and then I caught COVID, <laughs> so, um, you know, if God or my higher power isn't trying to show me something, um, you know, I think I've really needed to just slow down and reassess. And, uh, you know, I've, I have four and a half years of recovery and I was thinking something I haven't done is pause and reflect what do I need in this moment with where I'm at? You know, I, I constantly was holding myself to, you know, the first year of recovery is so important. You try to get through all 12 steps. You need to call your sponsor. You know, there's things that are kind of like you need to do this in order to save your life. At least that was how, how it was for me. You know, I was at the point where I was going to die if I did not get sober. But with where I'm at now, it's not like I'm going to die. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not struggling with the obsession on the day-to-day, -day. you know, I still think about it, but I can kind of play the tape through and be like, okay. Um, but, you know, I was going to the same meetings as I first was when I first got sober. You know, my needs have changed, and um, it's been difficult to, like, just slow down and ask myself, what do I need, you know, with the support of, you know, talking to other women and my sponsor who know me well enough to kind of, you know, pass those ideas by. But yeah, I just, um, comfortability, right? And if you stay in one place long enough, um, 
I think the universe just kind of has this way of showing you like this isn't working anymore and you need to make some adjustments and I've had a really hard time with that you know <laughs> at one point I was um kind of floating through all these different programs you know and um it was difficult like I was self-diagnosing with um I need to go to depressed anonymous and then I was going to CODA and then I was <laughs> and then I um was working ACOA and I had to you know put that on pause because it was just too much I was overloading myself and um you know this week I want to go to two meetings you know two meetings two new meetings not the same meetings um and I have a couple in mind I want to go to a book study which um is pretty it's pretty close to my place but they study the book um pretty thoroughly and I just need a new experience with the basics you know um but yeah I mean this is a really cool opportunity to have that first I'm sure you know Dame and Christina you've experienced that where you just need to adjust and reassess and see where you're at now and it's you know it's not going to stay the same <laughs> uh, nothing stays the same so I don't know if any of that made sense but that's kind of where I'm at and um thanks for letting me share Kat that was so beautiful thank you yes I will say that I have been at that place several times and you know what you described is this transition from your early recovery program to um, another type of program that you're doing, right? Like, so you're just moving, you, you get to a place where you feel that you need to kind of mix it up a little bit. I think that that's great. And in my opinion, super healthy. And I think, you know, it, it really, the awareness of that shows a lot of maturity and a lot of recovery. It's like, hey, you know what? And and I've I've been there too. Like, you know, I, I remember like the solution was not going to a lot of meetings. You know, if you're going, if I was going to like two to three meetings a day, like this at some point it was like, you know what, that's not sustainable. I don't need that now. What I need to do is go out and get a job, or I need to I need to work on my relationships, or I need to do something else, right? Like, so I think is it's a it's an unfolding. And I think what you're describing is is really beautiful. And I think super healthy. Um, so thank you so much, Kat. Uh, Londa, how are you? Welcome. Welcome to the Recovered Life Discussion. How are you doing? I am doing fine. Thank you, Damon. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your transparency because it's, it's really helping me through my process. Um, so I'm a baby in regards to all you guys, but I, I salute all of you. Um, so my my week is going okay so far. It's it's only been a week since I've been sober, but I've been off and on. Uh, the longest I've been sober, I believe, was six months. And um, you know, kind of, not even kind of. I I did. I went back and I I had something uh, to drink. Um, this week it's it's been eye opening. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Uh, my husband does not indulge at all. Um, he's very <laughs> on, he's on a straight train. He doesn't drink any alcohol. He doesn't smoke any cigarettes. He doesn't do anything. Uh, but me, on the other hand, I'm, I'm, I guess, <laughs> AKA wild parent, if you will. But um, yeah, so it, it's been very eye opening because I had a setback last week and it was, it was huge. Um, felt a little guilty about it. Not even a little, a whole, you know, just guilt all over. Um, but I'm, trying to push forward. Um, I've been reaching out to these groups, trying to uh, hear other people out, figure out where I'm in the midst of that. And I found that I'm in the midst of all these conversations. I mean, everything that everyone has, any topic that you guys have brought up, I can relate. Um, this week, I'm just, I'm searching for, I guess, any sober tribe. I, honestly, I. I'm looking for um, people I can relate to. I've been working at home since the pandemic began and it's very isolating, very, very isolating. And I believe Mr. Damon, you mentioned something. I would grab a bottle and go in my room and chuck it with the door closed. Like I was a closet binge drinker and I don't even have to drink every day, but it's like when I did, it was over the top. 
And um, I come from a family of drinkers um, in a point of my life right now where I'm looking to do better. And then, you know, my siblings are still in that, in that environment. Um, I don't eat. It's hard sometimes because they might think that you're, you're being better than them, but I'm honestly just trying to save my life and just trying to, you know, just be here because my kids need a mom. You know, I, I can't just, you know, be out here and just drinking my life away. Um, and I would hate, hate to see my kids, um, pick up some of the uh, habits that I have, um, which would be hard. Also, I'm in the military also, so we know that culture of uh, drinking also is huge. Um, Kat, you mentioned something about needs having to be changed, and that's so true. Because, and, and Damon, you mentioned something about unfolding and all in that same room. I, I feel that so much because as I go through these sober things, I'm realizing that, okay, I'm lifting this up, but it's not just about drinking. I went through this, uh, you know, I, I, I'm drinking because maybe this uh, triggered something or that triggered something. And then you figure out, oh, well, maybe I need to deal with that, you know, because it does trigger me to do other things, but I really need to hit that on. Um, Damon, you also mentioned something about alcohol, uh, the cravings, that it's so true. And thank you for saying that because it does help to take the pressure off when you, when you know, okay, well, this is, this is a normal thing to happen when you are an alcoholic, to have those cravings. And even if you're at one year, five years, you know, 10 years, however years, that those cravings can still come. It's, it's I'm just really, it's, sorry, it's nice to hear this and just the full transparency of everyone. And just the tribe of the sober, um, you know, the, the communities that's yeah. coming out, it's appreciative because you feel like you're all alone in this, but there's so many people who have went through it. And like you guys who 25, 30 years, like you guys are, you guys are making a, you have a template somewhat for us to follow. It's not going to be exact, of course, but it's nice to hear, okay, well, this is, this is possibly going to be expected when you go on this road and don't beat yourself up. It's okay. Because we already beat ourselves up because we're already overindulging anyway. So we're beating ourselves up about something. So it's just nice to hear all of you. Um, I hope all is well. I'll continue to be on these platforms because um, little do you guys know what's feeding me. So I, I appreciate that. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Londa. So happy that you showed up in this room. And we are here at the same time through Thursday. So I do encourage you to keep coming um start following people everybody who shared on the platform they're very active in this community and seven days is amazing i will say this i'm a mom um, and that first week I, I couldn't imagine what life would be like uh, once i made the decision to give up drinking but it has given me everything you are so welcome here um, and I, I will definitely follow you so that I can ping you into rooms. It's a pleasure to meet you. April. Hey, guys. I'll keep it quick because I know we're running out. Um, good to see everybody. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. I know I've been working during this time. So I thought I had a free moment. Might as well pop in. My life is good. Um, uh, I did have a drinking dream the other night. It was kind of crazy and I have had them and I woke up and I actually realized like, well, I didn't drink. It's okay. Um, so that, that was progress, but, um, it's still really hard. Um, my life is going well. I'm an hour outside of Chicago. Uh, I have a new job and traveling. Um, and it sounds like they want to set me up for success and not failure. And that's pretty dope. Um, oh man, like, I know there's shitty stuff too. I had a really bad conversation with a few people the, yesterday. I just wanted to destroy things. I didn't want to drink, but I wanted to go to something that made me feel comfortable and that whether that be like yelling at somebody else or hitting something, like that's what I wanted to do. Cause I guess that's my form of self-harm or whatever, but I didn't, I called someone and I worked it out. I'm okay. 
and this is my life and that's okay. And I don't have to apologize. I don't have to apologize for what I'm doing, I guess I'm realizing I don't have to apologize for travel. I don't have to apologize for finding a new job. I know I go through a lot of them, but that's my business. It is what it is. So, um, yeah, there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot to learn, obviously, since I'm at a year, but it's good. It's good. So with that, I'll be done speaking. Thank you so much, April. It's really good to connect with you again here. Good to hear what's going on with you. Uh, wow, this has been an amazing hour together, guys. Uh, I've learned so much about this, you know, the interaction and the community of this is very, very powerful. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, welcome. I, I did want to mention a couple of things. Um, we do, guys, if you are not listening to the Recovered Life Show and as part of the, and part of the Recovered Life community, please take advantage of that. You can just click the link above and you can join for free. It takes less than a minute and you're going to get access to a lot of great stuff. Uh, and that's the Recovered Life Show, which we go live three times a week. And then we also have these Recovered Life discussions that happen Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. And I'm pleased to announce that we might have even a couple more pieces of content coming out uh, during the week. So I'm very, very excited about that. Also, I did want to mention here that uh, I talked with Christina and she gave me free two calls, uh, two free calls that I could give away uh, to the Recovered Life community this week. Christina, do you want to talk about these calls and kind of what the focus is on these and, and what you do during this one hour call? Sure. Um, in, in recovery, uh, I am a recovery coach, but we will sit down and talk about, you know, anything that's happening in your life, things that you need to strategize about, or if you need to share my specialty is codependency recovery. And so, uh, I deal with relationships and, uh, adult children of alcoholic situations, people who need to take their recovery to the next step and they need to move uh, forward, figuring out why they think the way they do and releasing old belief systems that don't work for them. I'm also an interventionist, so if you have a loved one who needs to have get what we have here, um, please feel free to reach out and uh, take one of those calls to discuss that as well. But usually they last about an hour and it's just it's just my way of being of service. So I highly encourage people to reach out and take advantage of that. Guys, take advantage of that, definitely. It's huge and I know so many people who have done that and it's really been great to be able to set up a plan, kind of a game plan, Christina, of where you wanna go. Uh, so you can access that by clicking the link above or going to info.recoveredlife.us. That's info.recoveredlife.us. Just click on uh, Christina Dennis's picture there and it will give you access to her calendar. Also guys, we've got a room coming up Thursday called Unstuck, and I've been doing some unstuck sessions too as well. So if you wanna connect with me, if you feel stuck in an area of your recovery, we'd love to do an episode around this, Recovered Life discussion around it. Uh, you could book a free call with me just by clicking the link above, info.recoveredlife.us, click on that, and then let's talk about how you're stuck. So uh, Christina, any final thoughts? Uh, about this discussion, about your week ahead, about what's going on. This is a beautiful room. Thank you to everyone who came and shared. You know, as Londa so beautifully put, you you help. Um, you've helped me, and we help others when we show up and, and share our story. And uh, I will be back again tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, discussing how to rewire your brain for for your sobriety. And I cannot wait. We're going to have a live show around 3.15 today. So uh, we've got some really great topics and some of the stuff that we discussed here, actually, Christine and I are going to go in depth. So you can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can see it live there or just go ahead and click the link above. And we always put the replay of the live show in the community. Guys, we hope everybody has a blessed week looking to connect with everybody on Recovered Life and uh, have a great one. Talk to you soon. 
Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.